Welcome back to another audio podcast from the Line Movers Network. As always, thank you for joining us today. You can check out all of our content on thelinemovers.net. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at the underscore LM Network for all your up-to-the-minute gambling needs. We appreciate your continued support. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Putting Fido podcast with Ian Robbins presented by the Line Movers Network. We're here for the AT&T at Pebble Beach Pro-Am this week. Um, second tournament for the scenery. Uh, we have a unique setup this week. It's pretty much a very weak field relative to what we typically see. Um, so the PGA Tour continues to stay in California. Last week we saw a very exciting finish at Torrey Pines where world number one John Rahm in control much of the tournament. just fell a little short. Got beat by Luke List, who was a very popular play amongst the industry last week, who ended up winning. Shot a 66 on Sunday. His score held up in the clubhouse. Was able to push a playoff with Will Zalatoris. Zalatoris was rookie of the year last year. Great player coming up from the Corn Ferry Tour. Dominant player. Looking for his first PGA Tour win. That'll come soon enough. But he has had a little trouble closing out. That we'll see. We'll see if that keeps up, especially with his shaky putting. But Luke List comes up with his first victory on tour and really deserving victory for Luke List. He was a, he's a, been a great ball striker for a long time, very consistent player, just not a good putter. But his putter saved him, his putter came through. <laughs> Ironically, actually, um, one of the first Corn Ferry Tour events, Corn Ferry Tour is the, is the uh, it's a tour just below level of the PGA Tours where a lot of up-and-coming players, a lot of the million players play. First the first tournament back after the COVID break for the Corn Ferry Tour, the 2020 Corn Ferry Championships actually saw Luke List defeat Will Zalatoris on a Sunday. It's kind of a coming out party for Zalatoris on the Corn Ferry Tour dominant ever since making his move up the world tour, the world rankings and eventually sticking on the PGA Tour. And List, it was kind of retransformation. He was able to get the win, get back on the PGA Tour card, keep his card, and now he's here with a win. So congratulations to both of them, holding off John Rahm, holding off Jason Day. Never an easy thing, but very exciting tournament at Torrey Pines. We're staying in California. We're going over to Pebble Beach, the historical course over at Pebble Beach. And this tournament is going to be split over three courses for the first three days. So we're looking at a three-course rotation, Pebble Beach being the one that they're going to play twice. It's going to be the championship round on Sunday. But this is a program. This is a celebrity program. So you're going to see a lot of celebrities playing out there. You're going to see a lot of amateurs. You're going to see a lot of broadcast focused on non-tour players. We had a program earlier, American Express, but that was a little bit more. Uh, that was a little different. Amateurs are a little bit better. It wasn't so much the celebrity aspect as we have here at Pebble Beach. So this is going to be a three-course rotation. At Monterey is going to be at uh, Spy SL. There is a little bit of a difference. So Pebble Beach is known for being a very short course. Is there a coastal course? It's a beautiful course right on the beach. One of the most popular destination courses, especially for amateur players to des- destination to and go play around at. But for the for the professional players, it's pretty short, short course. Um, it's kind of limited with the spacing there. It has just being on the coast. Uh, it has hosted majors before where it's got a little done up, but Pell Beach is one of the shorter courses. All three courses are one of the shorter courses. It's designed in a way that basically has you kind of play the shots that the course tells you, as opposed to you dictating the shots you want to play. The course tells you what shots you want to play with natural landing areas, hazards throughout, but it doesn't make it too much of a hard course 
off the tee. It just makes it for a short course off the tee. So players got to play the same distance, same club length or same distance off the tee into a landing area. I want to talk about kind of how we're going to handicap and break that one down. But coastal course, you always got to watch out for the wind. Wind could be a factor. Wind is really the fence for coastal courses. And we just don't know. We're recording this on Monday. We don't know what the wind is going to look like if it'll change. We want to look at that in play. You got to figure that a lot of the top players are going to be playing the, that Pebble Beach rotation the third day, the Saturday before the cut down. So they get the main viewership on Saturday before they head into the cut round on Sunday. So this is going to be a three-hole cut, a three-round cut. Everybody's going to play each each course one time Thursday, Friday, Saturday, rotate through. And then after that, the top 60 uh, will stay on for Sunday. Everyone else will get cut from the tournament. So what kind of golfer we're looking for at Pebble Beach? Of course, history for sure. Players to the top of the board, Patrick Cantley. Jordan Spieth, Daniel Berger, Daniel Berger, defending champion there, Jordan Spieth, previous champion here. Patrick Cantley has had great course history here, was minus 10 after the first day last year, first weekend, but wasn't able to hold on. But we're looking for a specific type of player. Players played the course well. So the top of the board, right away, you're going to see some value there. The other guy at the top of the board, Bill Zalatoris, definitely a hot name, coming in off a of great performance, two great performances um, he's going to be coming in. I think he's going to be a fade this week for me and probably for a lot of people, especially at his price tag under 20 to one. So the natural inclination is going to go to find a short, accurate hitter, find someone who could find fairways and then find greens. It makes sense. These greens are the smallest greens on tour. They are just about 3,500 yards. They are tiny, 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 tiny. So you're going to look for people who could scramble, you know, it's hard to get out of these sands and the smaller the greens the less room for error when you scramble. So it's a little bit harder. You got to be, you got to have a good scramble game, a good sand save game to, to have success at this course. So we're going to look for that. We're also going to look at, I found this rather snugget, give credit to, to Rick game, Rick run good on his website there with his, his data set tools. He's talking about that core, that, that driving length actually matters here. And it's kind of not making what we're thinking because Driving length doesn't make sense when you have natural landing errors, but his point, I, I like this and think about it more, is that when you get to that second that second shot, that approach shot, if you have a longer drive, if you're a longer hitter, that means you're using a, a smaller club from an approach landing area. So everybody's hitting their second shot from the same spot, but what you have an advantage of is you can use a nine iron and control with a little bit more spin when a player who doesn't have quite as much length as you will be using, say, a six iron can't control the ball as much. So there is a distinct advantage there for having a lesser club, having an easier club to handle, more spin, and more control, especially into these greens. So I did find that, and, and his data backed it up and found it pretty interesting that that would be the case. So kind of playing that into the formula a little bit is we're looking at players who are good wedge players, and especially players who are good wedge players after they hit their, their drive off the tee. So we're going to look for players who can control those clubs very well into greens from about 100, 150 yards, which could be a wedge for some players, a sandwich, a, a gap wedge, um, whatever that may be. So what are we looking at? Well, Jordan Spieth is priced at 18 to one. I think you look at that pricing and that pricing is certainly different than what we've seen. Spieth has been as much as 14 to one in majors. And I think just in a weak course field like this, that, I think going to speed, seeing speed at 18 to one 
third on the board. I'm just going to take a shot at him. I know he's been in terrible form, but this is a place that he kind of turned his game around last year and saw a resurgence. Think it could happen again. We saw the win already. His talent level's great. His the the penalty for hitting bad tee shots is not really there. It's all about the approach into the green, saving shots. That's what Jordan Spieth is. He's one of the best ever to do it. So we'll see that Jordan Spieth compared to Phil Mickelson, who's dominated this course. I, I think Jordan Spieth at that price, when we see him priced cheaper than where he is at some majors, I think I got to jump on Jordan Spieth there. The guy that a lot of people are going to talk about, Maverick McNeely. McNeely is a guy who grew up on Pebble Beach. He has talked a lot about playing this course. His parents, he grew up at a house right on the island. He's played the course a number of times. He finished runner-up last year to Daniel Berger. He's in really great form. He's played really well in California. His game has really come along. And it makes sense. It checks all the boxes. He finished the round well after struggling a little bit early in the fourth round last week. It makes sense, McNeely. He found him 27 to 1, jumped on in. I think he's got a real shot. I, I think picking him to win outright is not a bad bet at all. And I think if you're playing daily, daily fantasy, he's definitely a safe cash game play. He's going to be high percent on. But, you know, Luke List was the, the chalky cash game play last week, and he came through with a win. So it's not that far fetched. So McNeely's definitely got to look at. Seamus Power is a guy coming in with great form, a tremendous ball striker. Again, a little bit lower price than it typically is, but definitely come in with some great form. Hard to argue, hard to argue with Seamus Power here. There are some players at the bottom of the board. This is generally a tournament. It's a program. So you're going to play a lot longer rounds. You're going to be playing rotations. So there's a lot more variability. You're not going to get as much data on these. A lot of long shots come into play here. So I'm going to look down in the middle, middle down on the board, try to identify some players who, a, have their metric skill sets to, to play well here, or B, have some course history that could pop here. Two guys who have won overseas. Christian Bazainhout, guy we've been on, great short game, great punter, great scrambler. Bazainhout, he's been not in the mix, but he's been steady, looking for that one breakout round. This should be a harder scoring course that's better off for him. Go back to him. I think he's priced a little bit too below where his talent level is. Another, another player that a lot of people haven't heard of, Minwoo Lee. Minwoo Lee is in the top 50 of the, of the official world golf rankings. We planned the Masters this year. He won the Scottish Open last year on the, on the DP World Tour. And was actually runner-up to Colin Morikawa in the race to Dubai. Minwoo Lee is an extremely talented player. His sister has won majors in the LPGA. He is a very talented player from Australia. He is a guy that I previewed early on, and I said I think he's going to make his breakout next year on the PGA Tour. It's weird because there's two big-time events playing overseas on the DP World Tour now, and he's choosing to play in Pebble Beach. I think he's trying to get a little bit of, of PGA love with that, get an invite to come over and play. Minwoo Lee, he's probably one of the most talented 10 golfers in the field, not priced that way. He's not going to be this cheap price for a long time. He's usually priced between 20, 30 to 1 to some of those major events. That we'll see. Minwoo is definitely got a price at his pricing right now. Now, a couple, another guy, Brian Harmon, lefty, finished very, very strong in his last time out. Harmon is a really good short iron scrambler player. He's a lefty. He gets himself out of trouble. He's a very good clutch putter. He's very good out of trouble, similar to Jordan Spieth. And that's the kind of player, similar to Mickelson, Jordan Spieth, have had success. He's priced, again, a little bit 
below where I think he should be. Value, value for Harmon, definitely going to jump there. And a couple of guys that we've just been riding, and I think there's no reason to get off of it, Aaron Rye, Satith Tagala, and Taylor Pendrith. Rye, again, is a winner worldwide, and he's been playing really well. He was in the final group, actually, this last week. And Rye really fits these coastal courses as well. He's very good with the shorter. I mean, he's not a long hitter, so that that is not neutralized there. He's very good out of trouble, a clutch putter. Um, and Rye just, again, continues to perform well, and he's won worldwide. He he's definitely has some titles to his name. Tagela, he is – I mean, he's been playing very well this PGA Tour season. He's a young player. He's at a Pepperdine. Played college golf in California, understands the Poe Greens talented talented golfer really starting to figure it out to Yala. he could he could pop at any time he's getting very talented has the skill set to win taylor pendrith another player coming up from the corn ferry tour that we've been on he finished inside the top 20 last week pendrith though is a long hitter i'm going to go with what i read from rick run good here pendrith is a long hitter i'm going to apply that to a performance that he had earlier at bermuda he came he was a runner up there and I did not, I was actually off him that week. Cause I thought with the shorter coastal course, I didn't think that would fit his skill set. but he ended up went playing finishing runner up. It was very windy conditions, coastal course, shorter course place. So we went to, to shorter hitters, good putters. And Pendrith showed up there and he showed up every week since he's really had a good run here. He's a very good wedge player. He's good off the tee. He's going to have a length advantage. He's going to have a putting advantage. He's putted very well. And he's got pretty soft hands and can get himself out of trouble really well. So Pendrith, I think, saw him price about 130 to 1. That's a pricing that's a little bit off to me. One final name I'll throw out there, another one of the Corn Ferry uh, call-ups from this year, Grayson Sig. Again, a Georgia Bulldog alum, just like so many great Georgia players that we've seen. Sig actually won a tournament here at Pebble Beach while he was in college. You might see that a little bit around. But Sig is, again, a short-course player. He's very steady. He's played very well. Um, played very well last week at Tory. He's done a good job since he's moved up from the Corn Ferry. He's uh, got that Georgia Bulldog pedigree. Again, has won on Pebble Beach before. Overpriced for his talent. He's probably one of the top, you know, 50 golfers in here. Certainly not priced within that range. Sig is definitely a guy to keep an eye on to make a move um, and to be hanging around. He's a pretty steady player. You're not going to see him pop for a lot, but he's a guy that should hang around, especially with lower scoring conditions or, or harder scoring conditions. He tends to like that as well. So a little bit spread out, a little bit more long shots we'll look at here. But look for look for something new. Look for some kind of players to make some runs and look for some movement, right? We, and we have a three-course rotation, a lot of movement, a lot of in-play opportunities, um, a lot a lot to be him. Not a lot of data here. Not going to be a lot of data. Uh, top of the board is probably safe for DraftKings, whether you want to um, choose between Cantlay and Cantlay by far and away is the best player here. Berger by far and away is the second best player here. So if you wanted to split your time between those two, that's fine. A little bit safer to go down the board here because you get three rounds guaranteed from each player. So it's not a no-cut event, but it's almost a no-cut event. Uh, Jason Day, again, is going to be popular. He's coming off in great form. He's won here before. He's a great putter. He played well last week. And if he continues that, Day is definitely going to be in the hunt. His price has come down tremendously from where he was a couple of weeks ago. But Day is a former number one major winner and former champion here as well. So no surprise to see him up there. I think those three, Berger, Day, and Cantlay can't go wrong. And then you can mess around a little bit with the bottom of the board there. I would say that Spieth is probably more of a bet play to me than a DraftKings play to me. Just because of the volatility, his recent form. Uh, I think if he's in it, he's probably in it to win it. If he's out of it, he might be just be out of it the way he's been lately.
but it should be an exciting tournament again. There is most of the top players are actually playing overseas in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia Invitational, getting a lot of money to play over there. A couple events in the, in the World Tour this year. We'll have a little bit of a preview right up. Uh, some plays released on the Telegram later on this week. But uh, Victor Hovland is coming in hot. Rory McIlroy was in the top contention. The last couple of events in the Middle East, um, Victor Hovland ended up coming back on a strong Sunday to win. In a playoff last weekend, he's just been in such tremendous form. Hovland is playing. He's moved up to number three in the world golf rankings and just wins after wins after wins the way he's been playing. Uh, Tyrell Hatton has also been playing very well and does tends to play very well in the Middle East. So a lot of big names. We'll have some good, very good golf watching there early in the mornings on the weekends. Um, I, no reason to lay off. Morikawa, McElroy, Hatton, Hovland. Those are the guys dominating the Middle East the beginning parts of the year and the last year. No reason to think one of those four is going to be one to, to walk away with the trophy again this year. Enjoy your golf this weekend. Uh, should be fun. Pebble Beach, historical course. Pass the winners. That's all for now. Until next time, be sure to check out our video podcasts as well on our website. If you have any questions or requests, send them our way at the underscore LM Network Twitter page or visit the contact page at thelinemovers.net. Thanks for listening and all your support.